0: Hey everybody, we are Martin, Robert, and Francis, and this is Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready, we're about to live in your head, rent-free. Hey, welcome back to Snakes and Otters. I'm Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. Hey, so this is episode 48. We're calling it Who Loves Ya Baby? We're going to talk about uh, one of our pop culture fun things that was very formative for us when we were kids, and that's TV cop shows. Kojak, yes. Telly Savalas, who loves you, baby? Yep. So that's, With that lollipop. That's, With that lollipop, yeah, yeah. That's the line from uh, from Kojak, one of these early ones. Now, I was kind of giving uh, Robert the blues here because he was mixing in detective shows.
1: Right, because... For the serious ones, they're very similar. They're very similar. Structure, form, and intent. You
2: have to be very careful, otherwise you'll blend the two.
0: And, Martin, you don't want to do that. Am I right here? Right. I kind of wanted to stick to strictly the police procedural type show. That's well put. Okay. You know, rather than the detective show, even though really the cop show is kind of born out of those because but, the detective shows are kind of born out of the novels the, the like the agatha christie type thing or mm-hmm. well a lot you know, of the 70s ones that we think of the
1: manics the rockford you know, files, files huge, especially huge yeah. show yeah those are about um in a way they're the modern western because they're about the the lone gunfighter
2: defending the helpless there's an irony for you because uh james garner played both jim rockford and, and maverick, Ma- and maverick. <laughs> yes. That's right. yes. which was exactly that yes yeah.
1: uh, so you know the, we could go on and on about parallels yeah. because you know a lot as, as i've said before all stories are the same it's the setting and the characters yeah. you put in them that are different yeah mm-hmm. so uh,
0: you know they're of course they are the police procedural continues even to this day, but it's very it's different. It's gotten
1: much more scientific today. It's very yeah. different yeah, than the seventies when
0: you move on to CSI or, or Chicago PD or whatever, but
1: or even the the uh, on the Discovery Channel, the History the Learning Channel, any one of those. Oh, even the uh, you know, forensic forensic yeah. files. My daughter, because she studied forensics, that's what she would like to do. But my daughter and my wife, they constantly watch those. Yeah. those I always worry my wife is taking notes on those and it's like what, why, why do you have to write that down
0: about how that wife got caught killing her husband <laughs> yeah. you know but well, I, there's just something about these shows in that well, moment they were the first yeah in they, many respects they set
2: the tone and were the pioneers in many respects for what we know as today which be honest you know there's police procedurals all over the place today yeah that was not the case prior to 1970 right yes that, that's, at all that's
0: something went that uh you brought up when we prepped and and it's a very keen insight yeah perry mason is as close as you got and that's not a police
2: procedure
1: no that's, that's a courtroom a drama yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's a law and order
0: westerns westerns dominate television yeah through the 50s and 60s correct yes but they're coming to an end. Well, they were they were slowly waning,
2: and the folk, the powers that be at the networks, and you have to remember, there's only three networks at this time, and they dominate everything that's done. Uh, they decide they're going to kill that genre, believe it or not. Uh, only Gunsmoke and Bonanza survive into the 70s, and it's only because they were enormously popular. They couldn't quite kill those, although they didn't last that long. But they decided, and if you want to look it up, we've talked about this before, the rural purge... Uh, look it up on wikipedia and it tells you the story is that the networks decided deliberately these programs that are very Mm -hmm. non-realistic and uh, it's both the comedies and the westerns themselves a lot of the westerns had already fallen away but the comedies like the beverly hillbillies uh, green acres um, Pendico G- Junction, Gomer Pyle, um, yeah. uh, Andy Griffith, which at this time was a, I think it was by this time was Mayberry RFD, Mayberry
3: RFD, which
2: you know because Andy himself had decided to move on, but ultimately Filmways Company was the one that was making most of these, and the network executives decided at this point that's not the world we're living in. They went from what. Most
1: of Middle America, mm-hmm. through up through the '60s, probably would have recognized either as their life or where their parents came from. That's exactly it, right. And it, it shifted to the cities.
0: Yeah. Everything was based yes. in a large. That is, metropolitan that's why they called it very the, idealized American life. Right. All the way up through about 1970. Yeah. But then everything flopped. It over.
2: literally changed. Even though these shows were doing gangbusters, those that were still on the air at the time, they had extremely high ratings. This was a risk. Well, but the question
1: for them probably was, are they extremely high ratings? Because there's only three things on at any one time. That's right. They had a vision. They recognized that. Well, and but also partially for the for the changes. Now, granted, it you know uh, it can be very dangerous for that first one to make the change. Mm -hmm. But you know, again, if there's only three things you can watch at any one time.
2: You know how, right. how hard is it to put on a successful show? Advertisers were the ones that they had in mind for this because they realized that uh, mom and pop aren't really spending the money that their kids will spend.
0: That's that was that's, a big realization. That's right because in, you don't have
2: competition media. is not the is not the driving force here. It is the market that is driving yeah. the force, and they recognize these kids will spend money. We better be relevant to them. And that was it. Was you're exactly the, right. The young it was adults of, of 1970. We want them to not. We want, we want them to stay home and watch TV. We do not right. want this them to go the out. This is the second half of the baby boomers. Basically. That is exactly yeah. right. And the yeah. first, first, very beginning of our generation. That's yeah. exactly right. Because uh, we were small at those times, but we remember the change because a lot of those old shows were sold into syndication. We would see them yes. years later. I remember seeing probably a lot
1: of the the, especially the detective shows first run and the cop shows first run. The like Bonanza, uh, uh, uh Gunsmoke, uh, the Rival,
2: all you know, all of that was syndication for me. Absolutely, anything that debuted in the 60s, that's right. I don't have any live even the, memories, even of the that. Wild Wild okay. West, which was essentially an attempt to marry James Bond with the Western genre. <laughs> it was James Bond, Western, a little bit of sci fi, that's together. exactly all put yeah. together, and it was actually very successful, but it was also a victim. Of this, they realized we don't want that anymore. We that's why in 1970 and 71 you get shows like Mary Tyler Moore, which was extremely socially conscious. All in the Family, uh, Maud. Maud. Maud, yeah. Maud probably was the most progressive of all the ones that came out. Norman Lear wrote most of these, uh, and but there were many others. Yeah, uh, and like I say, Bonanza and Gunsmoke they would only continue for just a couple more years. Well, and I think the the distinction, you know, while I say that, you know, all the stories are the
1: same, that only the settings and the characters change, to a large degree that is true. However, as we talked about in the show prep, this nineteen seventies, late late, 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 late nineteen sixties, early seventies, okay. there's that shift from basically they were rejecting the fantastical. That's right. Yeah. They were looking for uh, characters on television they were just like people they might that's know exactly or that they right. could
2: conceive of. Yeah. in That was in real life. exactly it. The realism was, they realized that the younger generation, which was spending the money, wanted realism in their shows. And that's why the Westerns went the way of the Dodo in many ways. And the cop shows were the action replacement
0: for yes. them. Yes, so that's a good point. And again, this this notion of set aside this fantastical... This idealized America that we see, or the big budget, right, uh, and and kind of stuff. Let's go realistic mm-hmm. because there's some weird shit going on in America in 1970 anyway. Well,
2: right. John Wayne goes from making True Grid in '68 to making McHugh and Brannigan which were actually not that great of movies, but they were no. cop movies that he made in the early '70s yeah. because. They recognized, you know, you're a bankable star. This is what people want to see. And John Wayne with the cheesy mustache just
1: does not work for me.
2: Yeah. No, it was... uh, And he, granted, he only lives for another... uh, He lives throughout the... the 79 was his last movie. But he kind of finishes out with westerns. His only successful movies in the 70s were the western movies. But that's because he's John Wayne. Right.
0: And I'll say, I I do like McHugh. It's okay.
2: It's...
0: It's, it's, it's not okay. bad John yeah. Wayne is still John Wayne Yeah But I like Anyway um, But yeah the, the, this, this But the world In American The world had life. changed
3: Yeah you know, Vietnam Manson, has a great deal Vietnam's, To do with yeah. yes. It does.
0: I mean They're seeing horror On their TV screen Every day and then you okay after the news is over and you've talked about the Tet Offensive, I'm going to turn on Green Acres. Or Gomer Pyle. Or Gomer Pyle There's never the worst mentions one. Vietnam. Never mentions Vietnam. Yeah. And he's a Marine. That's right. So yeah. this realism comes in. We talked about uh, in the show prep movies like The French Connection. This this gritty. Manchurian re- Candidate. Yeah. Re- this you know realism and all yeah. these things, but I mean set in a modern setting
1: with modern intrigue is probably the best yeah. way to put it.
2: Intrigue is a very good word. Yeah. It's a very good word. Because it recognizes that the, that story still has the primary role yeah. and driver yeah. here. Even though series serialized television requires characters. Yes. But that takes a little time to get there.
1: The fantastical still has a place, but it is strictly in the horror. So when you see yeah. it on television you're still gonna see um, oh shoot um, what's the one that Rod Serling did after Twilight Zone?
2: Uh, Night Gallery. Night Gallery. Yes. That's
1: it. Uh, uh, it which was is very much a Twilight Zone kind of thing, only more horror. Very much
2: horror oriented, and it was far more modern.
1: Yes, it was all. Yeah, they yeah. weren't afraid. See, not the it time. was true horror as opposed to. Oh my God! What a turn of events. fiction, right? Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Well, because Twilight Zone was still very much a product of the '50s, which yes. was very different. But Night Gallery was late '60s. He could do a lot more with that, and did. It was a little ahead of his time, actually, because it didn't last that long. I thought it was into the early '70s. Was it, it, really just it may late have. 60s? Uh, I don't remember the exact years, but you're right. It was around that. I time. could also
3: just be
1: remembering the time frame when I saw it. That's correct yeah. because because it, it, I actually it,
2: saw it when I was real little, probably earlier than I should have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was it was some scary stuff. But see, they would do that, and movies were the same. Can you have to understand? Seventy four, you get the Exorcist for goodness' sakes. Yeah, this changes everything. And B movies, uh, you've got this is post uh, Night of the Living Dead. Which has yeah. never been done. Dawn of the Dead comes out, which is the, se- the sequel to it, was, I think, 73. Scared the absolute bejeebus out of me. This is the commercial on TV, mind you, because I'm eight years, yeah. seven, eight years old. And I'm thinking, why are you showing this at a time when I can see it?
3: Yeah. So uh, that's, oh, that's The
2: Omen the, movies. The Omen was another oh, one. The Omen that's great. Was they terrifying. They were, that was. Yeah. Some- yeah. So this that, would had never been done in the 60s. Oh, my gosh. Everything no. changed. And Cop Shows, to circle us back, yes. is ex- and it's an exemplar. An avatar, as you were, of this change. Well, I think it's I think it's cop shows are kind
1: of a compromise in a Mm -hmm. way. It is, that's exactly it. Because as you said, Martin, about you know, we're watching stories about the Tet Offensive, which was actually a US victory, but you know, portrayed as a massive loss, Uh, and then we're gonna go watch Green Acres or Gomer Pyle. Yeah. So people could Once you start seeing that kind of realism, plus you had uh, you know, three major assassinations in the 60s. That's right. You know, the 60s were tumultuous for a lot of reasons, and television didn't catch up to that until the 70s. Yeah. And I think that that the cop shows are the compromise. Because on the one hand, yes, we're going to show you something that's a little bit more real life. Situations that you could read about in the newspaper if you didn't actually encounter them yourselves, mm-hmm. yet still have a hero. The yep.
0: The cops right. are going to win. That's correct. Yes. and in almost all of them, of the
1: cops action, win
2: too. Which the yeah. westerns were very good about. Yes, that. they provided. There's still action. some gunplay. That's right. You have still got some of that, but you're doing yeah. it in a modern. But
0: let's uh, let's talk about a couple of them. Specifically. Yes, we've laid, I think, some great we... groundwork. Yes, because yeah. again, a lot of this is we want to talk about because they're fun. We 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 chose kind of a tongue in cheek title for this. This you know who loves you baby because it the, a lot of these are just fun. They are. And, they were well written most yeah. of the time. And and for for us in Middle America, it's a window into where they are set, which is yeah. predominantly New York, um,
1: San Francisco, uh, set, LA. Yes, yeah, that's right. so it's you know, maybe Chicago.
0: These these towns kind of become a character too, and, which and, was
2: unique. Also, yes. that had not happened. We can bemoan the fact today that every show that's out there takes place in either New York or LA. That started in the seventies with these cop shows. Yeah, yeah that, that was true because
1: when you think about the, shows the, in the 60s,
2: you don't know where Bewitched took place. No, that's right. We never we never granted no. it in reality. And you all
1: know, the Ru- Junction, it was just somewhere in the what? south. See, all the rural stuff. You assume
2: it was yeah. all that. It was
0: yeah. very. It was very but rural. Even, even the westerns are just westerns. somewhere out west. And, yeah, that's right. And we had, but these shows served as kind of a window. They're on the street into these places. Right. So just a couple, and they of dealt them. with real issues too. Yeah. Because you would see murders,
1: assaults. You wouldn't really get as detailed, you know, like explicit, like sexual assault and rape. No, but you would see real examples of crime. Yes, crime. Not necessarily
2: really graphic yet. Crime shows. That's. I think that's a very good way yeah. of putting this. And you know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That might be. A, it might be crime, even better. Yeah. But you're talking about specifically cops. Yeah. Just to kind of keep us grounded a little yeah, bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Again, a lot of the detective shows are great. And ba- they they flow right from those old novels, uh, of detective novels, and the police procedural flows from that as well. But yeah, they're they're, they're brothers. Yeah, um, dragnet, and, yep. it, and specifically the dragnet sixty-seven to seventy. That's the ones with uh, Harry Morgan. That's the Pre-Mish. color ones. Yeah, the color, color ones. ones.
1: Who was before Harry Morgan when it was black and white? I don't remember. I'm, I'm blanking on. That. Uh,
0: I do not remember the actor or character's name.
2: See, that's exactly right. We, because of the, where when we grew up, the the we actually remember. You should remember anyway. The actual first run of those Dragnet episodes for the for a while anyway.
0: Yeah, the the color ones became the more syndicated. Yes. Because you wanted to have color programming in exactly. the 70s. That's right. Yeah, but you, they're very good with, 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 again, Harry Morgan as uh, Bill Gannon, I think is the character's name. And, and Jack uh, Webb, of course. And Jack Webb, of course, playing Sergeant Well, Wow, there Friday. has been
1: a lot of incarnations of Dragnet. Yeah, it goes it back is. to the
0: radio uh, in the 50s. Yeah. Uh, there's a
1: 1947 movie, it looks like. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, uh, Then you've got, um, looks like, 51 to 59 is the, the first really long running series. And that's yeah. Jack Webb and Ben Alexander. It's, yeah, there yes. weren't,
2: I mean, it's one of the few cop shows that is thriving in those 50s and 60s time period.
1: Yes, it is. Because there's not
2: many of those going there on. There are
1: not. When you think about cop shows, it's really the, yeah. the earliest one most people are going to think of is The Color Dragnet. Partially because of syndication. Yeah. It, yeah, it, partially it was, because was, there just wasn't a whole
0: lot of cop shows. It was heavily syndicated and it was good stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah it, it was, a it, good was show.
0: it was you know, I, Friday and Gannon came out on top. But not with a lot of violence, usually.
2: Right. No, you catch the guys, and then you have the realism. See, there's that realism again. At the very end of those shows, they'd say, this is the guy. You know, they'd always show the pictures, the mug shots yep. of the folks, and they said, say, this and is what happened to this them. This is what happened. This, they
0: got so much yep. of a So-and-so went
2: to the gas chambers. I remember watching that when I was probably seven or eight years old at my grandmother's house. I'm thinking, excuse me? Really? That freaked me out. Yep. What do you mean, went to the gas chamber? That's this is the sort of thing the realism because this is at the same time I'm watching Lost in Space in reruns yep. with Doctor Smith going crazy and having a blast of a time and I'm thinking what that's the change yeah that's where everything everything really did change in that 1970 time period and the cop shows were a really sometimes they were funky sometimes they were eh sometimes they were Mod Squad is one we didn't talk about yeah. it was attempting to t- to marry that Late 60s hippie culture with well, hippie the hippie was really
1: early 70s, that's really when it became. It was, well, like, yeah, and, and it was trying to put that mod together. Is a very set early 70s kind of term,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah the Mod yeah. Squad, I remember yeah. that one. Uh, yeah. I didn't watch it much, I saw it in reruns, yeah, yeah, but it yeah. was it was out there. But f-
0: there was a lot of really good ones, you got a list, yeah. Martin. And it, again, our, our title of our episode yeah. comes from Kojak, which is super fun. Surprisingly, Kelly Savalis set in New York. I saw
2: very few of those, oh. Huh. Believe it or not, and I don't know why, it was, what was the network? Do you guys remember that it was on? No, I do not. No. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure, Robert, you can probably pull that up really quick. Uh, I watched very few of those. I knew of it, and I knew that it was very popular. But sometimes you just don't get... Uh, and there were... Columbo was a huge one. Yeah, now, Columbo... You, you
0: got, well, he was more of a detective. Well, he was a police lieutenant. That's correct, and that's how I remember it. Columbo was a little bit different in that it was a little bit longer format. Because it was more of a TV movie. That rotated with McCloud. That's correct. And McMillan and wife. Right, and the Snoop's. Yes, there were a few
2: others that didn't last as long. The Snoop Sisters. This is NBC because I remember this. Yes, this was the NBC
0: Sunday night Night movie
2: movie. mystery movie. And uh, they actually, and they they eventually broke them apart into different things. But there were some that didn't survive. I'll tell you one that was really good. My parents absolutely loved it. It was a western. Heck Ramsey. Yep, you remember that one. This is Richard Boone. It was really Heck Ramsey. He was a detective cop in the Old West, Uh, and this was a big deal. They actually, you know, see because my parents were of the generation that westerns are cool. Cop shows meh. That's not really what we're about, but we'll watch Heck Ramsey. But we're not really. We don't really care much about. Well, that Macmillan was
1: McCloud. the 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 that's, quintessential picture of him was riding the horse down right. the street. That's in the credits. An, that's an attempt in to bring in the yes.
2: old the old viewers that mm-hmm. are disenfranchised, mind you, by the loss of Green Acres and Howard, and uh, Gomer Pyle and all the rest of and them. And Bonanza. And Bonanza.
1: Probably more so by something like Bonanza well, than. But than the, yeah, others. because
2: Bonanza at this, and I don't remember when Bonanza ended, but I want to say it was right around the time that McLeod was brought in. It's yeah. kind of like, we know that you miss Bonanza, but here's something that I think that you'll like. Let's get you into this. McCloud was a very good, and Dennis Weaver did a fantastic job yeah. because he was in Gunsmoke previously. Bonanza went to 73. 73, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. And McLeod was probably right after that. Uh, and Dennis Weaver was somebody they knew yeah. in the Western genre. So let's move you into the cop shows. That's their intention anyway. Yeah. Right. Uh, and sometimes, yeah. whereas Kojak, yeah, he's unapologetically New York, brand new. Yeah. They knew right. Telly Savalas; he was a very well-known actor at the time. Good character actor up until that Absolute point. Absolutely yeah. Greek, believe it or not, and yes. he comes across as a fantastic job. I mean, he's done. Uh, he was Pontius Pilate in The Greatest Story Ever Told. Hmm. He was uh, Ernst Stavro Blofeld. In on a man, Secret Service. About his career, yeah, he, he was day.
1: Joe in uh, Kelly's Heroes. Heroes,
2: Kelly absolutely. So he's well Which known. To... It, great
1: role for him.
2: Yeah, that Bill is Joe. almost
1: like a, the quintessential Telly Savalas role. That's
2: right. But, but in many respects, you're exactly right because that that character of Big Joe is Kojak. Kojak, to a degree. Yeah. yeah to right.
0: a degree, you're right. You're right. Yeah. If you if, yeah.
2: you, if yeah. connect the two, it's yeah. it's pretty it's pretty obvious that he's 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 just doing that. And Telly Savalas is a fine actor. Uh, gone from us too early, I'm afraid. Uh, he was just good at it
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, because he was, in many respects, the face of the cop show in the '70s. Yeah. He was probably the most famous—not certainly not the only one—but he was one of the
0: big ones. Let me throw you a couple more out. Yeah. Okay. Um, and again, some of these are straight police procedural, uniform cops, and some of them are the detective-style cop.
2: Yeah. Hawaii Five-0. Oh, Jack Lord. Yes, I, I remember. Mean, Hawaii
0: Five-0 was super popular. It was it super popular. Ex- exotic setting. Yes. Snappy lines. And them, Dano. It's still yes. part of our lexicon even today.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And people, most, if you were to ask a millennial, they might have known, they know that, but they darn well probably couldn't tell you where it came from. Yeah. Well, well was, yeah. Was honestly, stuff. people much
1: younger than us. Yeah. You know, never mind millennials. They, I mean, that's, you know, we've, we tend to... to pick on that
2: age mainly because that's the, the we love millennials. current young adults that's correct that's right but yeah we love them but uh, we we, we, <laughs> yeah, so we, we gave also gave birth understand. to them that's right we just yeah. understand there's a difference here that's okay
0: yeah that,
1: that's all we're pointing out <laughs> but yeah what else you got
0: Um so let me throw another couple out to you Adam 12 Kind yes. of off oh, of what? Dragnet.
2: Martin Milner and Kent McCord. Was that a syndicated
0: show? Yes. I seem yes, to remember absolutely. that. that was, I was yeah. syndicated. No, it was first run. Well, yeah, that's that, what you mean. Eventually it was syndicated. But eventually into, it would be yeah. syndicated. Well, yeah. I was
2: going to say, I thought it was first run syndicated. No, no, there was no such thing as syndication back then as a first run. Okay, that's what I'm. That's
1: really new
2: in the 80s. In the 80s. That's right. Yeah. You know,
1: Star Trek Next Generation, generation is 22. one of the first ones. Yeah. Well,
2: there were others like. Dance Fever and things like that that were first run syndicated. Okay,
1: yeah, you you know game shows, stuff game like shows that. things. But, are, that, yeah. but as far as is shows that had yeah scripted shows. That's right. That would have been very unusual to. That have. is correct.
2: You just didn't yeah. do that
1: very yeah. much.
0: So right, that's a spinoff from Dragnet, and then a spinoff from it, not a cop show, but one that I loved when I was a kid, Emergency. Oh, oh yes,
2: yes. Oh, that was must see TV for us. Yes, yes. Uh, emergency, emergency was a f- and
1: then called emergency fifty one.
2: Yeah, yes. love that it show. It was uh, Yes, Randolph definitely. Mantooth. Yes, and Kevin Ty. And Kevin Ty. Yes, that was that. My sisters absolutely thought Randolph Mantooth was the ultimate guy in the in the mid seventies. And you
1: know, uh, a spinoff from that, I think. Was one of the Doctor shows? I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh yes, you're right. Marcus Welby was, I think, in set in that same universe, but there was another one. I can't remember what it was. Yeah,
0: I think they briefly spun off a Doctor show, a hospital show. Yeah, I don't think it held up and did. Which is time.
1: really unusual because you know now that's common. Well, Doctor that was shows really unusual. Doctor back then.
2: shows have have had their uh they they ebb in the flow I mean Marcus not that there was, one, was yeah just that the, the, they were set in the same universe well, that's correct, and that's probably the same producers well I mean you might remember i I do not remember the name of the show, but it was like emergency, but it was a spin-off later with Lauren Green was in it uh and this was uh you know because he was a fine actor this was probably right after Battlestar Galactica, um I think. Uh, hmm. I don't ch- remember. Check that one out because I, I remember that's that's more, it's kind of like an emergency show like that. But these are the same type of things. It was just a different spin. It's that realism yeah. we've talked yeah. about. That I, um, I
0: don't remember. I wish I because rem- I researched a little bit about um, uh, Adam-12 and emergency. And, yeah, I think they were trying to set up a spinoff with the doctors that were on emergency but never really did. Well, or, see, It's an amazing
2: yeah. thing because, you know, a lot of the stories, the popular shows today are retreats of emergency. Yeah. Uh, not, Lone Star 911, my wife absolutely loves that show.
1: 911 <laughs> yeah, and Lone Star. Now, the only thing I don't like about Lone Star mm-hmm. is that it is in your face about being inclusive. I don't care if you have you know, whatever, large... but they explicitly in the very first episode mm-hmm. make that a point. It was virtue signaling in your face.
3: Yeah, I don't
2: care who's on the show as long as they're good. Right, Rob Lowe uh, really makes that show, and Liv Tyler. You've got some serious star power there. The only thing I like that's about Liv
1: Tyler is that she can't speak in anything other than a soft voice. If a woman had to
2: scream, <laughs> she'd never be able to do it. There, there's some truth to that. She she's a fine actress. Yes, she is. Yes, uh, her story on the show is interesting. It, it, it is. It's uh, but she that's that is an outgrowth of emergency. That is the same dance, different tune. Yeah,
3: uh,
2: it's, well, it's and, just and, in nineteen in two thousand to, to have a
0: universe of these programs that are all connected. Dick Wolf's doing it right now with the Chicago stuff because mm-hmm. he's got Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, and Chicago PD.
2: Yep, are all connected. and of course Dick Wolf is probably the king of these sort of movies, yeah. shows because he did all the Law and Orders all the Law forever Order franchise as as well as more than a few others. I don't oh, think yeah. I could possibly. We could almost do a whole show on Dick Wolf's shows yeah. because that's, uh, he's done well, some good stuff. Well, you know, stuff.
1: it's really not uncommon for a successful show to spin off another TV show, even back in the 60s. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. But I think in the 70s we saw, you know, uh, Dragnet, Adam-12, Emergency, this long chain. Mm-hmm. That was probably
2: unprecedented at the time. Well, Maud was a spin-off. And the Jeffersons both were spin-offs of all the family. Yes, they were.
1: Well, you know, uh, you had uh, uh, Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Joni yeah. loves Chachi. Oh, oh I forgot Mark and Mindy.
2: That's right. Yeah. Yes, all you know. So I mean, all it, all it
1: certainly happens, but you know, it's once they spin off, they're usually totally separate. Yeah. Uh, and, but now they certainly weren't huge crossovers like we might see in you know like the superhero TV shows on CW or anything like that. But you know, it was. Um, I don't know, it just seems like it was more unique back then. Yeah. Uh, maybe because but, it was the real world. I don't know. Well, let me throw a couple more Hold on.
2: Yes. Code Red was the name of the Lorne Green show in the 1980s after Battlestar Galactica where he was the chief. I, I, don't, I had to look that oh, up. Oh, yeah, I
0: had to look it up. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah,
2: I couldn't short, find it. it was oh, short-lived. It yeah, it's short-lived. But I saw a couple of those. And, you know, yeah, hey, I liked Lorne Green. Uh, anything he did, I was, I was willing to watch. When he was on Battlestar Galactica, I wanted to watch it just because I knew him. So, you know, I may mean, he rest in peace. He's a, he's a wonderful actor. But go ahead. Starsky and Hutch. Surprisingly, as a child, it was on ABC for me. I knew it was a phenomenon. I couldn't yeah. watch it, though. It was the paint job on that car.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: That and the sliding across the hood. Sliding yep. across the hood. I never saw any of them. I knew they were on, but we could not get ABC where oh, it was Oh, that's at. right, yeah. That's yeah. right, because I was in a rural area. I thought it was... Channel three, NBC. you couldn't No, no, no. Get in the My Orleans. grandmother had problems with channel three, but she got ABC perfectly. In order to watch, for me to watch the James Bond was, movies, I had to go down to her house and watch them.
1: Is the difference between being in Louisville and being in New Haven? Because here th- exactly in Louisville, channel three was the one you couldn't get, wasn't
0: it? No, you can get you can get no, all, you, all of them. Three it, is usually a strong signal. Yeah, of course. Back which was in the NBC, day, these yeah. are these are terms nobody would know anymore. about. UHF and VHF. Yeah, three and yes. eleven are, were the VHF stations.
2: Which were WHAS, which were uh, at
0: CBS yes, and back NBC. Then. Back then, feeds. Yes, that's yes, correct. They they that, it's changed since then. Yeah. Yeah, and then. ABC, Channel thirty-two was ABC. Which was UHF, which UHF we could not, which we could not get, yeah, get yeah. where I was huh.
2: at, and it was just that that ultra high frequency you just couldn't get it. But my grandmother who lived in town, which was just a mile or so away. So, if there was something like the James Bond movies, which ABC ran in the late 70s and early 80s, I knew they were coming. I couldn't watch them. I had to go down to her house. So Actually, that's actually kind of cool. Of got the cop the shows time. we've talked about, because um, I think it's probably a good mix,
1: is there a prevalence of um, uniformed cops versus
0: detectives?
3: Most in the of the cops?
0: time, it's detectives. That's what I'm thinking, because of, but they're going to be dealing with. More dramatic stuff, right? Because you know, uniform cops are usually the beats. Yes. So Adam Twelve is probably, yeah, that's the, that's the, the, the cop on the beach. Yeah, that's comp comp one of the, on the few. Beach. But Kojak is plainclothes detective, right? Usually investigating major crimes. Mannix was the same, was he not? He, Mannix he was, was a, a detective. detective, detective. That was a true detective. PI. Yeah,
2: P.I. Right, so like Barnaby J- like, Jones. Like Barnaby Jones or uh, Rockford Rockford, Rockford was probably the most famous of all of those, I yeah. think. It, it certainly had James high S. ratings. James Garner was a big name to do a TV show back then. Yeah, absolutely, he was. And he, that was a phenomenon in the late 70s. And yeah. everybody watched Rockford. It was yeah. one of those things. I got to say, there was
1: one scene that, I know this is not a cop show, but it's just epitome of of the realism of the time. Yeah, that's where we're going. Yeah. Um, there, so Rockford is arguing with some con that just got out of, uh, out of prison, and the con is trying to show his, his, uh, uh, you know, how strong he is, and he takes a beer can and he crushes it. Well, we don't think anything about that nowadays. But it was a time when they were converting to the thinner, lighter aluminum. Right. So Rockford grabs was like, they're aluminum now. Anybody can do this. And squeezes <laughs> it, it back out. As opposed to the old tin, which was yes. what it used to be before yeah. that. Year. Yeah.
2: So it was just hilarious. Yeah. It reminds so, me of the moment in Jaws. Where, so very uh, grounded in the time. Very, very <laughs> realistic. And that's kind of what we're going with here is the fact that yeah. realism all of a sudden became not only expected, but enjoyed.
1: Uh, Yeah, you know, there's something to be said for two different ways of looking at what you watch on TV, what you look at for entertainment, Mm -hmm. whether it's books or TV or listen to on the radio back when it was radio shows. There's going to be probably two main schools of thought. People you look up to and and aspire to be to, Mm -hmm. and then people you can relate to. In the 70s, it was people you can relate to. That's exactly right. Now, there's still an element of people you look up to. But a lot of these heroes, the main characters on these shows, also had flaws. Oh, They absolutely. were not the ideal yeah. that you saw they were, earlier. Yeah,
2: absolutely. The, ben Cartwright has kind of gone away. Marshall Dillon has gone away. Those marble men who had no flaws and were the, the white hat hero, that's passé at this time.
1: Well, they have found a, a, uh, a place again, but... With a few exceptions, they're still flawed, but now they are superheroes. Yeah. They are people who are so extraordinary mm-hmm. that they're so special. You yeah. Know?
0: But I think pointedly, in these shows, at least all the ones I could remember, there's no corrupt cops.
1: Oh, these that shows, is the exception. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's you, you should know should you remember. think
0: about today, they would do more of that uh and then you would it's a given that there are dirty cops yeah i mean in the movies you know serpico establishes that a little bit right um and even things like the godfather and godfather part two showing that cops were bought but these shows here focus primarily on cops fighting the good fight fighting the good fight that honest guys and and that's you know they're out to find the bad guys
2: the bad guys are not within they are without yeah
0: so well, I think that's, that that's also, something separate from the movies. Yeah, I think that's also a holdover
1: from a reaction to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you want to see the good guy winning. Yeah, and we weren't seeing that on our television sets in Vietnam. That's right. Yeah, and so you want to see something realistic, but you want to see it go right.
3: Yeah,
1: well, that's correct. Yeah, you
2: cannot have that complete inversion. Yes, you you, you want you want it you, you do you don't want to be insulted. Because I think Gomer Pyle insulted people. And it wasn't his intention. But by the time when it ended, it was thinking, I'm sorry, this is not funny anymore. And no matter how good Jim Neighbors uh, and Frank Sutton were, and they were, it, it's, it's over. It's done. Well, it's also a limited shtick. That's correct. You, well, it's, that it's is repetitive. part of the problem
1: with comedies. That's right. It's based on a shtick or some thing that has been turned on its ear and the problem with most comedies is they do that to
2: death and beyond. That's right. Yeah. And that's why you needed All in the Family, which was a was an amazingly well-written comedy. Yes. But it was totally different. It was socially conscious. That's right. Yet it was also a comedy
1: and it dealt with serious issues. Oh yeah, they went And it confronted the evils of the day the society was trying to change. It mm-hmm. dealt with racism well, we and sexism. With, yeah. yeah. yeah it, but it, it, yet, still did it in a funny way. Archie Bunker, flawed though he was, was still the hero of the show. That's exactly... Which that's, is just phenomenal. so well put. Today, Archie Bunker would be a monster if you right. portrayed him on television
0: the way he, he was yeah. then. Well, interestingly, you, you brought up comedies because we, we talk a lot about pendulums and you know, there's mirror images to everything. And Francis, I know one of your favorite cop oh, shows
3: yeah.
0: isn't a serious cop show. no, it's a comedy cop show, uh-huh. but it's it's a comedy of the mundane, right? And that's Barney Miller.
2: It's considered to be if you and I, I think this still applies if uh, if you were to ask a policeman wherever they are, what is the most realistic cop show on television <laughs> of all time, they would have to say Barney Miller. Yeah. It, because it is it, it celebrates the mundane. And it is one of those character-driven shows, Robert, yes. that you like so well. Uh, it, believe it or not, this show is done, most of the time, on one set. That doesn't yes. change in front of a live audience. It that is to
1: extremely me, it, rare to see, it, see a different scene other than the squad room. Or Barney's office. That's
2: right, and which is essentially the same set with just right. a door between them. You almost never even saw the hallway. Right. Uh, there, some of the first season, they actually had some show some uh, moments in Barney's home, his apartment. But they quickly got away from that. They didn't. They, they discovered that's not where we want to be. Uh, you'd have a special occasion every once in a while. They visited Fish's home uh, yeah. once upon a time when uh, Dietrich was there, and he imitated uh, Gary. Um, the imitate Gregory Peck uh, of all things. Uh, the The characters really they drove the show. It was not a plot driven show. It was a character driven all. show. Yeah. It
1: was, was in so a way
2: Seinfeld before there was Seinfeld. That's
1: correct. It was it a was, show about nothing. That's right. I think, yeah, a comedy <laughs>
0: about the tedium, That's and right. the weirdness, and the regular things cops had to come across, especially yep. in the seventies, because there's. There's a lot of societal strain here, and there's, oh yeah, transit strikes or you know, and garbage, Miller, strikes. Garbage, garbage strikes, garbage strikes. Gar- gar- Barney Miller is, is falling apart. He, he's
2: he and he is, and that the beauty of the uh, the writers of that show is they dealt with every single thing as it happened. Yeah. So when there's a garbage strike going on, you can bet you Barney Miller's going to deal with that. Before very long. Yeah. yeah. Uh, They're very set. The bicentennial is celebrated properly. Uh, The energy crisis is mentioned. The elections that go on. All of these things. This show is grounded
0: in the real world going on around it. I remember uh, there's a scene of Barney Miller talking about, I guess, buying his apartment. Mm -hmm. It's going co op. Yeah. And he's talking to. harris yeah about ron glass yes ron glass at, about interest rates
1: and of course harris is the financial whiz yeah that's right
0: and he starts telling him about you know you're going to get a rate of 20 21 percent and barney's like wait wait what's the prime oh Crimes for good customers. (laughs) (laughs)
3: That's
0: right. I mean, twenty percent interest rate is insane. That's right. And but but that's that's what that was the seventies. And it's if you want to if you want to understand
2: the nineteen seventies, watch eight seasons, mind you, Uh, and they probably would have gone longer. Uh, They could have, but that was they're only half hour episodes. Yeah. But the the guy that did them, he says, I kind of, I'm done. I think we've done all of them. And, uh,
1: yeah, well, that's the thing about most of these uh, police shows, procedural shows, detective, almost every show. After about five to seven seasons, you've done really you've all done you everything. can do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I, that,
0: it's, it's, I, I just wanted to talk about that setup, too, of here's all these serious cop shows. A uh, couple of uniform ones, you know, like Chips or... Uh, Adam Twelve, and then all TJ the, Hooker, TJ Hooker, then yeah. all of these, you know, detective type, uh, you know, homicide, plain clothes, Streets of San Francisco, Hawaii Five O, Hill Street Blues, and then flip it over mm-hmm. and, and you get Barney, Miller. Barney Miller. Barney Miller The setup of nothing really good, nothing really dramatic or serious ever. But happens. it's hilarious.
2: <laughs> Danny Arnold deserves the credit for that show. He was yes. the creator of that show. And it's amazing, and he uh, he had some great actors to work with. Uh, Hal Linden was, of course, phenomenal as the title character. But you've got uh, Ron Glass, we talked about. Steve Landisberg is amazing as Dietrich. He's probably everybody's. You didn't think that you could replace Abe Vigoda as Fish. But they did, and they did it well. That's Steve Lannisberger was an amazing. So
0: deadpan it deadpan, hysterical. Jack Sue. Jack, all, may oh, he rest yeah. in
2: peace. He passes away in the in the middle of the fifth season, and they do a retrospective of him uh, at, at the end of the fifth season where they, they break the fourth wall, and they're all the actors saying, you know, we loved Jack. And you find out that, you know, Jack Sue dies of a heart attack like immediately and Hal Linden's there in the, in the hospital with him mm-hmm. as he's wheeled in and he doesn't come out. You know, so it, it really just shows some fantastic... They, they, it was just well written, and yeah, see, that's yeah. what I think that, that was great so great end, about this show: yeah, humor. And, and you know, the... we, we celebrate on this on this podcast. We like to celebrate well written stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind well, of one of the things we always go to. And, and Barney an Miller is one of those I'll, moments.
1: That's interesting about Barney Miller. You know, uh, to me, when I think seventies cop shows, this is probably one of the first ones I think of. Absolutely, it's the first one in my list. And the one of the things you were talking about is how. Francis that it is um, it's more like everyday mm-hmm. in, in a cop precinct that's right because when you think about it when you look at all of the the cop shows all of the detective shows or the hospital you know all of the if you actually added up all of the murders <laughs> and rapes and suicides well, they're and assaults, dramas it would Dwarf anything in you know New York, LA, Detroit, and DC combined over ten years. Absolutely, you know? well,
0: and the cops would all hang themselves. And the, the cops all them. hang
1: themselves, yeah, because they're constantly having shootouts. Most cops will tell you they've probably fired their weapon, you know, like maybe twice in their entire career these guys fire it twice every two minutes you know yeah. I mean it's well,
2: whereas uh, Barney Miller I mean you can go for the entire eight years and the show lasted eight years yeah. mind you in the 1970s that's unheard of the serious moments the serious crises yeah. they stood out that's correct and they, just and, like any and, and real cop and there cop were times there were occasional times where Barney would say you know this is a code whatever we're leaving and they all leave they grab their guns and they leave and,
3: and they, then they come back and, the and then they, next they come scene. back and, and they, they talk about, what happened. They talk yeah. about what happened yeah. exactly. or they bring
2: the perps in exactly and um, uh, they put them in the cell and then they <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and then hilariousness ensues
1: something. so you know it's just looking at the time I didn't realize it yeah you know the significance
2: of that did you, did you all see it live or did you see it in reruns
3: I, I saw it live
2: see I saw it all in reruns because it was ABC I didn't get all that, but uh, our local, and it was before the show was finished, it was still being aired live, but it was like towards the end of its season when the local CBS affiliate started showing them in the afternoons after school for me, and me and my sisters went absolutely ape, you know what? over this show, because oh, it was so Marty says good. shit all the time, Fran- Franny. You can like say Ape shit, absolutely. Um, and Go you can talk it. to my sisters today, and the, the, it's one of the fam- favorite memories we have in the afternoons after school is watching Barney Miller reruns. Yeah. Because yep. we realize, wait a minute, this is good stuff. This is very well, good. And, you know,
1: comedies, that when we're younger, comedies appeal to us more than the serious stuff.
2: There's some of that, but it was so well-written. Well, yeah. I mean, that certainly It was better than
1: most anything else on TV at the time. But, you know, because when you're a kid, you look for the stuff that is fun first. Yeah. That's going to be either a lot of action Uh or a lot of laughs. Well,
2: we certainly loved Our Lost in Space. That's for sure. Uh, And Batman TV. I mean, come on. That was was fantastic stuff. Yay, Batgirl. Oh, yes. Yvonne Craig, may she rest in peace. Uh, Adam West, may he rest in peace, too. He was a... Uh, gone a little too early from us. Uh, those were formative shows for us. And Barty Miller was kind of the next step after that. You know, we kind of changed. When the 60s stuff started going away, and the 70s stuff started coming in, we kind of changed with it. realized. Kind of
0: changed with it, yeah.
2: But that was the whole point of the cop yeah. show. It's changing the way we as a society and as a nation looked at our TV and what we wanted to see in that. Well, you know, and
1: when you think about it, it's a relatively... Well, this far gone, maybe it's not relatively recent, but, you know, for the first, from the very beginning of visual media, law and order and justice had to prevail. Censors at the studios would make sure that, you know, bad guys didn't win. You you could never, yeah, you couldn't show it that way. And even into the 70s and 80s, less the 80s, but into the 70s especially, you still had that. Yeah. You yeah. still had a sense of right and wrong,
2: and right always had to prevail. Yeah, you changed the format, but ultimately, you know, the the white hat had to win, and the black right. hat had to go to jail. You might get a lecture.
0: Yes, yeah. you almost Just, definitely were yeah, going to get a lecture. A lecture. At least on the serious shows. Yeah, you yeah, know, Dragnet had a lot of lectures, and there was but there was a lot of excitement in these shows. Yeah. Streets of San Francisco was an exciting show. But uh, you brought up a really good point, too, of a lot of these shows, the end of the episode, except for Columbo, that was usually a, an exception. Columbo usually didn't have uh, any violence. Right. And Columbo was an, an exception, too, in that uh, normally the audience knew what had happened. That's correct. we were watching Columbo figure it out. But, yeah. you, but you already knew. That's correct, which is unusual. That's not, there's no mystery
2: here. Yeah. Uh, there's just how the only did,
1: mystery was how somebody didn't strangle that guy for not for you know for
2: being
0: you know oh, just one more question. Just What's one it, more question. That's right. how, but, how
2: how does he figure it
1: out? Yeah,
0: it's but, not
2: how does it what is it?
0: Yeah, in a lot of these shows, especially the the, the more action oriented ones, there's the gunfight or something at Oh yes at the end of so you're talking thirty episodes and, and Kojak's in thirty gun battles in New York. Holy crap! Uh, New York's a dangerous place. <laughs> yeah, you know, and he's going to get arrested. Uh, you know that that the just that part of it didn't really happen. It, right.
3: it, that, that was, was unsustainable. A, yeah, uh, and that was that's why was really most of these shows
2: about. didn't last the eight years that Barney Miller did. Yeah, because that was sustainable. Well, but the it's others were necess- less far similar.
1: more palatable to watch something like Barney Miller mm-hmm. than it is to watch a shootout every week for eight
2: years. That's right. You just oh no, I say
1: that. But although it's not really active shootouts, the, the, the crime-related shows mm-hmm. that have lasted for a long time today are still not about the shootouts.
0: Yeah, it, yeah so it's, it's a little more rare. Um, the ones with the good story arcs, Usually, don't have the shoes. Law and
2: Order, the Dick Wolf shows. Well, not just Law
1: and that's, Order, that's, that's but even the, the
0: CSI,
1: that's NCIS, uh, Criminal Minds, uh, Criminal Intent, mm-hmm. or whatever was that, that the,
0: was a That was a Law and Order. That was a Law and Order. Yeah.
1: There were several um, of those, Special yeah, Victims Unit. But almost all others. of these are um, the quest for justice, first yeah. of all, but there's very rarely action, which is very interesting. You know, a lot of these shows now are cerebral. They were not
2: cerebral back then,
3: right? Right, uh, and I don't know. They mis- were
2: mysteries in many respects and because some, it yeah. was sol- we we have to solve the puzzle. Sometimes there's like, a lot to
1: that. You know, even some of the uh, the medical and legal shows were about that. They're still there. House too. is a great example of solving the puzzle. It was a medical puzzle, but Quincy ultimately, Emmy. oh Quincy, Quincy, Emmy, Emmy, oh, Emmy. I, oh, I yeah. love that
2: show. Jack Klugman was fantastic in that show. That was one yeah. of my favorite shows in the late seventies. Because it was a medical puzzle, but it was also a crime puzzle too. Amateur
0: detective, again going all the way back, to like the Miss Marple. Type that was stuff. the first, you, you know, know, CSI kind of show. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I remember
1: seeing episodes where he would, you know, show. All right, here's where they put the pillow over the guy's head and shot the bullet. You know, and you see, you know, where they actually talking about blood spatter and stuff. And, and what was it? Uh,
0: murder She Wrote. Yeah, Diagnosis L- long, Murder. Long running Matlock. Matt, uh, well, those they, are all the, long-running shows. The amateur shows. detective show—that's right. You know, mm-hmm. so that's a whole other setup of of those. Um, but I just, yeah, I mean, it, these are these were so much fun. When we were kids, they changed the world in, in many respects. Some realism, some parts of them not realistic.
1: How did they change? I don't know if they changed the world. I, I think well, they well, were, they reflected the change. I was going to say, the they, I think they're that's, indicative that's I mean. of they were yeah, indicative of, of the change that was going on. Yeah, yeah.
2: they were a, a totally new uh, genre of TV that yeah. came about because the world had changed. Yes, I think
1: this is one case where definitely the the art, shows art reflects reflected life life as yeah. opposed to the other way around right. because a lot of times media does lead life
2: yeah but well, not always you, this is a case where well, yeah, you life can't underestimate the, the fact of the deliberate change in 1970 of we're not going to do these old
1: i imagine that, that wasn't just done on a whim they must have had some well, no, kind of it, inkling that that needed to be well done.
2: yeah you can you can look that up on wikipedia they, the article is actually very very uh robust in the decisions that were made, and it was NBC that made them, if I'm remembering it right. That says, we're not going to do this anymore. And a lot of those shows, they literally canceled. I mean, Green Acres was like five years in, and uh, they gave it one more season, but it was like way up there in the ratings. You know, if you think about it, this is kind of like suicide, you yeah. would think. And, that's, and there was a lot of criticism that had been on. It was the right decision,
3: yeah.
2: because All in the Family and Mary Tyler Moore were in were beyond what these old shows had, yeah. well, the ratings were amazingly heavy. It certainly enabled what
1: would eventually become the family hour, which is that seven to nine period, depending on time mm-hmm. zone.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, because Maud, especially some of the top, you know, any of these, they might have aired early, but often really they were they dealt with some serious yeah. adult well, of those issues. Shows were not
0: on until nine nine thirty, right?
1: Right, and, and this is true of the cop shows too. Yep. You know, this is stuff that. We oh just yeah, Kojak I think
0: was ten.
2: Yeah, maybe ten o'clock on. was the real serious stuff. That's, yeah, that's right. Well, I know Hill Street Blues was <laughs> in the eighties. Yes, Hill Street Blues was like at ten o'clock. That, and that I think. Was, it, I think at some point it had moved to nine. I think it moved earlier. Maybe I do remember when we were at Bellerman that uh, I, Hill Street Blues was on and Remington, Remington Steel of all things with Pierce and Brosnan was a ten o'clock show. Uh, they would. Uh, be a little bit even though that wasn't in any way way risque but there was a little bit more sophistication that went on with those later shows. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hill Street Blues I mean Hill Street Blues the pilot is two officers being shot. It was It was very
3: striking. You know if
2: we want to talk about groundbreaking it's the next generation. Yeah. Uh Kojak is one thing, but Hill Street Blues takes it much further than that. And then you've got NYPD Blue after that, which locally, do you guys remember this? It was not allowed to be shown because the first few episodes for the first season actually had nudity. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, Sherry. I Spann- never really watched that. Dennis Franz did one, which I don't know. That's the image that we want. Yeah, that's she- like that's like seeing drawn Jeremy. Nobody wants to no. see that. But Sherry Stringfield, who was eventually in ER, she did several nude scenes. In those early episodes of that, I vaguely remember the controversy over. it. Yeah, because and they they would they ran a here locally they ran a Canadian, uh, syndicated show in its place, Dempsey and Makepeace. Believe it or mm. not, because that they, sounds familiar. Because they refused to show that here, and we weren't the only market that right. did that. Uh, that says no, we're not going to allow you to show, even though it was it was just a naked behind. That's all they're showing. It's not gratuitous. It was not you know, particularly, depending faunting. on behind, it
1: could be gratuitous.
2: Sherry Stringfield naked looks very good. I'm sorry. In 1989, that, that's just kind of the way it's yeah. before she did ER. Uh, there were a few others that did that. I'm not even sure who that is. Who, who was uh, she you... was in, she was in ER. Uh, that doesn't I'm help. sorry. I, I, I can't give you, you'll have to Google was her. The... Uh, she was one of the doctors in there. She was yeah. the girlfriend of the main character, which was uh, Caruso. Um, he was later in uh, CSI Miami. David Caruso. David was Caruso. A, yeah, it was. She was his girlfriend in those early episodes. Um, who himself became quite well known huh. because of that show NYPD Blue. Eventually, the local networks here decided, "Oh, this is popular. Uh, I, I guess we guess we, we'll guess we better it. show yeah, with it." Eventually, they did start showing. They did. Them. Eventually, yeah, they did that. start showing it, and, yeah. and before that, before long. It's on it is on the cable networks and then everything changes yeah. because the late 80s, early 90s, you still had the network dominance of many things. Uh, this was one of those things that changed all that. Yeah. yeah and that's when it was one of the envelopes that got pushed because now you can they won't go quite that far, but sexual uh, innuendos and people in bed together, it's common now, but yeah. absolutely never be shown before it's that. It's so
1: common yeah. that you on have to have Riverdale, mm-hmm. which is a show about teenagers, that's right. You while have. the sex, the implied sex is not shown, that's right. uh, the before and after and the heavy making out prior to the that's actual right. implied sex is prevalent. I mean, you're talking about what is essentially statutory rape. That's great. Even when it's two minors, I think it's still considered statutory rape. I don't know. But I mean, it's still illegal either way. And yet, this is and it is no big deal.
2: It is expected in just about every show now that you yeah. will see two individuals of both sexes, mind you, uh, same sex and non-sex, uh, and hetero and homo. They they must have those scenes. Yeah, that's, that's to be expected. Which, you know, that's a long road we've opened.
1: Yeah, And, you know, back in the '70s, and any of these
2: cop shows or detective shows or any of the others, we still didn't do that. Oh, absolutely, you know? would never be shown. It was and it was NYPD Blue that even for that. all the realism
0: yeah yeah
1: and there it, was still
2: some stuff sh- that nobody wanted That's to right. see and it just shows how society has changed yeah uh in those because you're thinking about it, it's 40 years from kojak you know uh 1970 with all in the family in kojak till now and it's 50 years 50 years well yeah it's, it's yeah it's, 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 it's,
0: it's... so guys that was good stuff because uh, uh Again, I just those shows are so much fun when we were kids. I wanted to talk about them, reminisce about them. Well, they still talk are. about what they well, you meant. Know, if you catch them, I they're find out there. that
1: a lot of the shows that I have fond memories of, very few of them when I watch them again. I, I watch them and think,
2: yeah, this really isn't as good as I remember. You're exactly right. Nostalgia plays a huge part. Yeah. Now, Barney Miller, I still think is funny. It's hilarious. Barney Miller, I can still really watch know. and yeah. think, man, this is as good as it was the day of. Yeah. But it's probably the exception. Yeah. yeah. There's very few Part others. of it's,
1: well, the story's so so goofy or, or so simple. But you know sometimes it's just, oh my God, some of this is just so cringe-inducing. But as a kid, well, I, mean, I loved you know, it.
0: And they took some of these things that were serious and turned them into camp. When they yes. did them as films, Chips turned into a big goof. Can't it, it was well, kind of a thing. goof. By, by the time the end came it was to be that way. Enough. But you know, yeah. it was when we
2: were kids, and this is in our late grade school, early high school time. It was it was phenomena. Everybody oh, yeah. watched. Eric Estrada was the bomb. Eric Estrada was the bomb, and he couldn't yeah. he couldn't get a job after that. Unfortunately. Well, no, he could, but he had to go and to be in Mexico
1: sa- and. and uh, 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 Latin America it was the only place that could get serious work. That's right, yeah, because he's he, he is a, he is a capable actor. I mean, even Bloom County in the eighties made a big made a joke about it. Eric Estrada needs the work.
0: That's
2: right.
1: <laughs> I forget what the joke was. I mean, the, the rest of it, but that was the tagline, the right. punchline.
0: Yeah. So that was good stuff, guys. It was. So, that was fun. Yeah. So Francis, what are we doing next time? We're back to history again,
2: folks. Uh, and this is when we... Be, you know, we did our Rome series uh, a, a few episodes back. We did a, four, a few months ago. A few months ago. We did a four-episode series. We're going to start one of those again. We I had a good time with the Rome one. We, we're going to finally address the Civil War. Which honestly,
1: for the Civil War buffs, that was one of the first things. I why we took started solar... doing together with Civil yeah, War yeah. stuff. We're, we're, uh, we oh, all... This is
0: going to be some good arguments. Yeah, we're almost <laughs> we've almost got
2: fifty episodes in the can here. And while we have done some, we have done William Tecumseh Sherman, we have done uh, Ulysses S. Grant. Those are personalities. Those were heroes. The actual history itself, we have not tackled. And we think, yeah, we need to do that. So what we're going to do over the next uh, four. History episodes. The next four months, we're going to be do, we're going to dive back into 1863, sort of, uh, mostly mostly, and we're going to talk about the four major battles that took place during that time. Where well, we're going to actually do Fredericksburg, which is technically late '62. It's a span of eight months. It might as well months, just be. It might as well be. It just happens but to be the, in there. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's these four pivotal battles of the Civil that, of the Civil that War set up in the east. Yeah, that finally set well, Vicksburg up Vicksburg is the, the west. The, the, well, that's right. Yeah, that finally set up the decision. That's
2: right. It really is, it's everything that happens happens here. Uh if you want to talk about the major ones, these four, we're going to do one yes. next month we're going to do uh Fredericksburg, uh which Robert you're going to captain yes. that one. Uh that's uh and then we're going to slide into Lee's masterpiece of Chancellorsville after that. I get to do Gettysburg, uh we're, we're planning on that one to drop in July itself to talk about that one and When the, else when else exactly mm-hmm. and uh martin you're gonna end you're gonna end us with Vicksburg mm-hmm. which of right. course is coterminous actually oh. with the same one so uh we're gonna basically through the summer now yeah uh, we're going we're going to discover again the Civil war and we're gonna go military history more than anything else but how important this was for that very formative moment we talk yeah. about that a lot civil war maybe it's just because it's the the thing that probably
1: the three of us equally mm-hmm. have studied the most that's right you guys have you know i've looked at some stuff more than you have you guys have certainly looked at world war one more than i have so but this is the one where we were probably if not equally <laughs> as close to being equally versed yeah. On. yeah and why it took us so long to get here i'm still not quite but sure the thing that a that is, I think that makes Civil war so interesting is not just the American versus American to me it is just the just the uncanny amount of moments and all of these different battles where things could have gone differently for just but a single split second decision
2: oh yeah the, yeah. the alternative what- ifs and we love what ifs we do they have ours. not done a what- if. I think since the Kennedy one. That's right, but in many respects, some of these, I guarantee you, will venture into that territory. Well, yes, one of the... uh, The The Gettysburg is is intended to be that way.
1: Because what if Stonewall had been there was the the premise? That's
2: the premise of that Gettysburg episode. Uh, It's going to be a... fun for episodes coming for us, up it is. Uh,
1: uh, yeah probably a, a warning the history episodes for the next four months will probably go a little bit longer than normal we, <laughs> I imagine
2: we well, can't avoid the, that it's yeah, just there's it's so much fun stuff, stuff. yeah it's so much stuff there I look forward Fredericksburg is the next we're going to kick that off like I say Robert you're going to work with that one and join us here you're going to have a great time we promise you
0: thanks for being with us here every week at snakes and otters a pointless discussion of eternal questions Be sure to spread the word on your social media accounts. Follow us and retweet us. We are on Instagram and on Twitter at Snakes and Otters. Let your friends know that they can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher,
1: iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. Just search Snakes and Otters Podcast to
2: find us. And please, remember to leave us your comments and reviews. It helps people find us. And you can always send us an email at snakesandotterspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Martin. I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. Catch us next week. Same snake time, same otter channel.